What up? This is Ian Cadiz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have another Make It A Classic. We've been doing a lot of these of late. Yeah. And this time, it is for Jay-Z's, I don't know which album number this is. Is this, <laughs> is this volume, is this his fifth one? Maybe. He had a lot. He yeah. had a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is the uh, the Dynasty Rock La Familia released yeah, October yeah. 31st, 2000. Yeah. Um, 20 years from, from this album. And, uh, you know, this is an interesting one because mm-hmm. on one hand, I recognize that there are flaws to this album. There's mm-hmm. flaws to a lot of albums, but mm-hmm. this definitely is a flawed album. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I actually think it's kind of perfect as is. Now, that being said, we will be making it a classic mm-hmm. and I'll have my reasons as to why I do think it's kind of perfect. And I've got some adjustments that I can make it as well. Yeah. But um, for me, this is an album that I think has aged very, very well. And I think this album is better now than I did then. And I think it's yep. maybe even I think that this is one that people have gone back and they've, they've looked upon this album um, very positively, mm-hmm. more so than it, when it came out. What are, what are yeah. some of your quick thoughts on it? I agree with you. Um, I think we talk about some other albums like this, but I think certain albums have a song that takes all the air out of the room. And I think yeah. I Just Wanna Love You is one of those, right? Like mm-hmm. it's one of those songs that's a catalog song for Jay-Z. Um, and it was so big. I mean, literally, it was yeah. everywhere. It's still the, everywhere. And, and right, and they so still the song, play it. <laughs> the song was huge, is huge, yeah. and then Jay Z's next album becomes arguably his best album. Yes. Right, uh, the yeah. Blueprint. It's a, it's yeah. an undisputed classic. Right. Yes. And so I think between having that huge song and then his next album being so amazing, people forget about this album in between. I, you know, I think you're right. And the funny yeah. thing is, is that. Let me just, you know what? I was going to say this later, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. To be honest, right? Mm-hmm. I think that those two albums mm-hmm. are are misnamed. Hmm. I think that, so I think the Blueprint is his, is Jay-Z's best album. Uh-huh. But that being said, I don't actually, when I think about the name Blueprint, mm-hmm. that's not a Blueprint album to me because I think that is an mm-hmm. album that I think should have shaped music, should have shaped hip hop mm-hmm. a lot more than it did. Hmm. But I think that what actually happened mm-hmm. was that this album is way more of a blueprint album yeah. than that album is. And the reason why I say that is because, look, I think the idea of having these, you know, solo artists, but collaborative kind of projects where mm-hmm. you, you, the rest of your team is all over the album. Yeah. And it's just like kind of just, I don't want to call it straight line hip hop, but like, but like a lot of the themes Mm-hmm. And a lot of the subject matter that's on this album, like if you think about like Dipset okay. and G Unit, like okay. the albums that they made follow this template. They don't follow yeah. the Blueprint template. They follow Agreed. this template. And I would I actually, think that I would actually ahead, even even see that and raise you that I think this album is the Blueprint for the Blueprint. Like it seems okay. like th- like uh, if this album didn't happen, we wouldn't have the Blueprint. And it's it's like he took he okay. took this, he did this, he saw what worked. And yeah. then he tweaked it and made the album that we are calling the Blueprint. Yes, I'm, look, the Blueprint <laughs> is 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 a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I think that musically, there are a few hip hop albums that I think can surpass it that also have the lyrical progress that's present on that album, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, but this one, like, I don't know. There's just so many, like, all the state property stuff, mm-hmm. and like I said, all of the you know the G Unit and just whatever. Like, I think they were all following this template. Yeah. Um, and I think good. that this album is probably one of the first albums to really deliver this template. Volume three mm-hmm. doesn't really do it. In fact, mm-hmm. yeah, volume three isn't very good. Um, it, it's interesting that you say that uh, about the G unit and the and the and the dip set. Um, I think you're right to some degree, but I've always called this album Jay Z's Hear My Dear. Uh, you okay. know, you know, as a Marvin Gaye's Hear My Dear. Right. Marvin yeah, Gaye okay. made an album called Hear My Dear. And initially the the idea behind the album, right, was that he had to pay child support to his or, or spousal support to his wife who was leaving him. And, uh, okay. you know, so basically in the court, in the court, you know, uh, proceedings, he agreed to give her the proceeds of his next album. Right. And so, you know, with Hear My Dear, it was it was literally 
here, my dear, I'm gonna give you this album. And he intentionally tried to make a bad album so that it wouldn't sell that much. And so he she wouldn't he wouldn't have to pay her that much money, right? <laughs> and so he he goes to start making this, this this terrible album, and then his ego kicks in. He's like, I'm fucking Marvin Gaye, right? And in the middle of making the album, he he just starts making an amazing album because he's Marvin Gaye and he can't make a bad album. Like, you know, from an ego perspective. And I feel like with Jay-Z his ego gets the best of him right this is supposed to be a compilation that introduces the rockefeller like roster and then somewhere right. along the way jay-z's ego gets in and he's like i have to sell a million copies i'm jay-z and I then he, he makes it a jay-z album <laughs> yes <laughs> and yes. so you to me you hear this conflict between jay-z trying to introduce his roster and jay-z being right. like i'm the biggest rapper in the world and I'm gonna let people know that I'm the biggest rapper in the world by making this my own album. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I remember when this album was coming out, it was kind of like unexpected. I mean, I, mm. I think that's one of the things that this album suffers from. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we're skipping ahead. We haven't even done the Where Were You when this album came out. But, right. you know, I think that, you know, Volume 2 comes out, mm -hmm. a lot of big push for that, right? Volume right. 3 comes out, a lot of big push for yes, that. Yes. This album comes out, and it's not that there wasn't a big push, uh -huh. but I think that, it was kind of, we kind of already had the idea. It's like, oh, you know, it's just like a little compilation right. throwaway album. And it's just like, no, I think had you actually taken a few things just a little bit more seriously, like mm -hmm. people would, I don't know. I yeah. I think that people would, there would have been a bigger buzz about this album at the time. Yeah. Um, where were you when this album came out? Uh, so similar to Stankonia, right? Um, I, I just moved to Belgium. And right. so, you know, obviously Angry Kid, hip hop's the only thing that understands me. Uh, right. Jay-Z's huge. And um, when this album came out, I think it mattered from the perspective of, like I said, a, a record, a rap record had to be really, really big for it to to breach the radar of these white private school kids that I was going to school with. Okay. And um, man, give it to me. I, I Just Want to Love You was everywhere, even in oh, Belgium. Yeah. It was everywhere. It's still everywhere so, um, to this the, day. The only other <laughs> Where Were You I remember is, I think this was around the time that I was moving to Belgium. And so, you know, in, in all the cases, like kind of when I moved, I, I guess my family would kind of go back to like where we grew up and spend some time with the family before we, we, we left. So typically I would get a, a good Chicago trip and a good California trip in before we moved wherever we moved. And so I remember being in Chicago and guilty until proven innocent coming on the radio um yeah. prior to the album coming out and i remember you know it being a big deal like i remember jay-z was embroiled in in legal troubles as well as r kelly obviously um and so you well, know r kelly did the art was that r kelly stuff was that 2000 or was that later I, I don't think it was it was the the actual him urinating on the girl but i think he right. he also had like a, a case going on at the time yeah that's probably fair so like the okay. two of them the two of them were both embroiled in public legal you know struggles and so it was a big deal and then of course r kelly's a chicago person so like yeah. you know they were like yo this new r kelly and jay-z like you all gotta hear it and they played it and they made a big deal about it and i remember just you know like vibing to it you know in the car with with my family so uh you know that's that's the where where was i where were you i was entering my man i guess it's my senior year in high school mm -hmm. yeah and at this point it's fair to say that i i like jay-z um mm -hmm. he's not my favorite but I think this was probably around the time when I was really going back to listen to Volume One, Reasonable Doubt, Volume mm -hmm. Two, um, Volume Three. That's I think that's pretty much kind of where I was. Um, yeah. But I was still very much you know listening to you know Supreme Clientele okay. when this came out, and just yeah. in general, like I was just getting ready for college. I mean, like, look, mm. I coasted. Really, I probably coasted my last two years in high school. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like my, yeah. my sophomore year, I bust my ass. And my junior year, uh -huh. senior year, I did just enough to get by. So like, That's look, funny. you know, going like leaving, leaving high school to go uh -huh. to lunch at the McDonald's with my friends. Like I was all on that. Sports, <laughs> this was the, this fuck was the sports. No, I'm just saying like, this is just where I was. Like this Got was you. my attitude. And so I like, I think that this has a very, the songs that I liked on this album had a very like, party it's not like mm -hmm. not like yeah not like a 
not they were party songs, but like the themes of the songs weren't necessarily party or party right. oriented. But it was just like a, a fun yeah, agree. Just album. Like it's yeah. just a fun kind of not like a West Coast kind of carefree vibe, but just like a mm-hmm. cool, just like, oh, you got this on the background, like put that shit yeah. on. You know what I mean? I don't have to think too deep about a lot of the songs and it doesn't yeah. mean that there aren't deep songs on here there are and they're really good mm-hmm. but i don't know it was just kind of just like this attitude that i had and yeah so this is just one of the things in the rotation it wasn't the only That's thing right. and it wasn't heavy in the rotation yeah um but it was definitely in the rotation for sure same another thing i remember is um you know and and i didn't mention this on the stankonia episode but um stankonia uh leaked uh before it was it was out and so i remember having yeah. a burned copy of stankonia and same with this, I had a burned copy of this. I think part of it was the fact that I was in Belgium and so it was just more difficult to get. Obviously you would get the international version because you're in another mm-hmm. country. And it wasn't like how I was used to where you go to Tower Records or you go to Sam Goody and you and you you know spend all your money there. Here it was like, you had to go on the American base to get you know the American versions of CDs. Uh, a lot of albums would come out a lot later uh, you know, in, the, in the, the record stores that were there. And so um, I had, you know, a couple of plugs in my, you know, in my school that were like kids that, you know, could go online and download it and burn it onto a CD. So I had a burned copy of this CD. And I think that matters a little bit just from the perspective of sometimes when you have a burned copy of a joint, the songs are out of order. uh, You know, you don't get to spend time with the artwork, see the booklet and all that. And so same with Stankonia. that, That was my experience with this album. Okay. So should we get into uh, some of the critical reception? Yeah. I mean, I think Source got this right, um, which is surprising. They gave us a four and a half. Okay. And uh, that's pretty good at the time for this album. Mm-hmm. I think everybody else kind of gives us the B, B plus. Okay. Um, safe, I'm not sh- safe score. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it is a safe score. I think amongst my friends, this was just... Ah, this was like um, it, it wasn't necessarily a pivotal piece of music at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. This was just something else that was in the rotation. Yeah, and it was a, a completely acceptable, fine piece, a fine album. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the album that more people were talking about, that more of my peers were talking about, was the one we just gave a tribute to, and that mm-hmm. was Stanconia. That mm-hmm. was the main, the main yeah. Uh, album. Yeah, but this also had it had plenty of videos. It had plenty of. Um, songs on the radio and had plenty of joints that you could play at the party but yeah. stan conio was like the main one that we were really sitting with yeah so i agree i think two things to mention in that regard um i think similar to what people are saying about this whole bubble championship right for the nba like i think people right. put like an asterisk by this this album like it was like oh yeah it's, it's a jay-z album but it's kind of not it's kind of just jay-z and friends you know um and then additionally um I think the Rick Rock production on here made people take it less seriously. I think people, mm-hmm. were, you know, maybe we're not used to like that kind of more minimalist West Coast sound. And so I think it made people feel like it wasn't really a Rockefeller album. That might be fair. Yeah. Um, the thing yeah. is, I'd have to take some time to really think about that um, just mm-hmm. because the two Rick Rock songs that are on here are, well, three. three, <laughs> three. Yeah. The three Rick Rock songs on here are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I wouldn't change yeah, anything. Four. Does he have four? Yeah, squeeze first. Oh, get your mind. Oh, yeah, get your, oh, all right. Well, get get your mind right, mommy. It's not really, <laughs> yeah. that's not the one I was thinking of. But like, yeah, change yeah. the game, uh-huh. parking lot pimping, and squeeze first are uh-huh. some of my favorite tracks on this album. Okay. So, okay. All right. Well, uh, let's let's just get into the highlights. Let's. Um, well, what are I think we we kind of talked about some of the overarching highlights. Do you mm-hmm. have any other ones that we haven't uh, um, we haven't discussed? Yeah. So overarching highlights is just the production, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanna I wanna give Rick Rock his props here, man. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he he was great on here. Um, I think Bink was yes. obviously great yes. on here. I I love Bink. Yeah. You love Bink. Like we've we've talked you know ad nauseum about mm-hmm. about how amazing bink is but he's really great here and mm-hmm. i think to if you were to ask him this is where the the sound of the blueprint came from was this right. bink right so um bink for sure just blaze and just blaze experimenting in logic supposedly he was one of the first people to make a beat on a computer and the intro is his first logic beat cool so um that's dope just blaze damn um the Neptunes, 
which you don't hear me very much give them their props with, with uh, you know, the, the marriage of Jay and the Neptunes I don't always love, but I love it here. It all the way works. Um, and there's a, a random story that supposedly when when this was being recorded, this album was being recorded, Ludacris was working on his album downstairs in the same mm-hmm. studio. And the Neptunes made the beat for I Just Want to Love You, tracked the song, walked downstairs and recorded Southern Hospitality by, by Ludacris. <laughs> That's so, impressive. so these motherfuckers were churning them out. Yeah. <laughs> so Neptune's at the peak of, of Neptune's power. Uh, shout out to them. Sequencing, because generally I, there aren't that many stretches of the album where I get bored. And there this are is, some boring is, songs on here. This is true. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I want to say um, the hook performers. There are a lot yeah. of uncredited or barely credited hook performers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rel delivers a great hook. Static Major uh, yeah. delivers a, a great yeah. hook. Static Major. In fact, I would want Static Major on w- more than one song on this album. Yeah. Because uh, because he did such a good job. He on was great. Lil Mo was good on her mm-hmm. her performance. Um, yep. And then Emilio Sparks. Um, Jay-Z steals his song for, for, for Give It To Me. Um, mm-hmm. And makes it his own song, but that that that's a, that's a great hook. So shout out yeah. to him for for putting that together. So those are my highlights. I don't have any overarching highlights that I haven't already mentioned. Okay. Um, well, you know, I take that back. The only other thing is that Jay Z is 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 clearly nice. Right. Um, he's spitting. Mm-hmm. He's spitting. And not quite yeah. volume one level spitting. Yeah, but not, he's spitting. not quite volume one, but he's. Yeah. yeah. I think he's better on this than he is on volume three. Hmm. I like the, in, the the what he did with the intros on um intro outro on uh, on volume three, but I feel you. Okay, um, so track for track highlights. Uh, why don't you start us off? Got a lot. Um, intro. Yeah, that's a highlight. It's so um, good. It's so good. I, I wish that he didn't talk for so long at the beginning. That's fine. But when he starts rapping, particularly, yeah. um, what does he say? My inner visions are there even when my vision's impaired. Intuition is yeah. there even when my vision's impaired. I mean, yeah. oh my God. Like, that what verse. This got bars, yo. Oh, th- those are the best bars on, on the album, in my opinion. That um, might be fair. Okay. Just Maybe. Blaze delivers a dope hook here. I mean, a dope uh, beat here. I'm sorry. So, intro. Uh, look, Even I think that, that it's these... When I talk about like um, how like this album, I think laid the foundation for like a lot of ones to follow, mm-hmm. like this beat in particular, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think this is a very influential beat for a lot of like the New York hip hop to follow. Right. It just feels that way. Yeah. So yeah. And this is still one of like the intros that a lot of people just like put on. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this, this, this show is fire, yo. For sure. Uh, change the game is a highlight for yes, me. Yes, um, yes. You know, obviously, I love this shit. So. This sound, I think, may resonate with me more than others, and I didn't know how you were gonna feel about me making this join a um, a highlight. What? Change but, the game? Uh, I fucking love this song. Fire, bro. And uh, the supposed story behind this joint is that um, they didn't have a hook until this joint was about to go to press. So really? the version that we hear. Imagine that just with no hook and they wrapped those verses around it and we're just listening to it over and over again And then they were like, well, what are we gonna do for a hook? And then static major comes in and tries some shit. He was working with Timbaland at the time and um, They were like, oh perfect. We'll keep it Yo static majors (laughs) contribution to this is is everything but here's the other thing, too Uh You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Memphis Bleak. Mm -hmm. He's nice on here, though He's good on his album except he is good on this album except for Holla. Yeah, 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 yeah. but like his look, it's not I don't care about his lyrics, uh-huh. but like his energy and his yes. swagger and his flow. And his, and his voice, voice is so ill. His voice is so good yes. on this. You're absolutely right. You have said this before that Memphis Bleak's voice is amazing. And yeah. um the the other projects that we've you know that we've talked about and he's mm-hmm. on there, I'm like, I don't really care. Nah. You're right. He's, on this album, yes, I his voice it. is I dope. love it. It's, he's like the yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. compliment. And I, even I, I even on Get Your Mind Right, Mommy, when he goes I'm young Memphis, used to play The Apprentice. Like mm-hmm. his flow is perfect, his voice is perfect. I, that's not my favorite song, but no, I think Memphis Bleak either. is perfect on that song. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so, but anyway, uh, so next go ahead, keep going. next highlight has to be I just want to love you. And I'll let you talk about it. Look, here's the thing, <laughs> right? This is one of the first official official um shake songs 
actually. And I don't think this is the one that they didn't have uh, any shaking in the video for it. Uh -huh. um, obviously, that would have been um, the the Eve joint, uh -huh. and the was it Who's That Girl or whatever I think okay. had the shaking, and then the obviously the G Dep uh, Let's Get right, It Right. But like, yeah. whenever y'all play the shake tracks, mm -hmm. like this was always one of the ones that kind of started. <laughs> you know, it's like oh. I just want to love you is going to come on and right. then it's like oh then all the shaking comes on at the, at the party right but like uh -huh. i just want to love you look they played this song throughout the entirety of my yes. college years oh we did and they played this song throughout the entirety of the 2000s they yes. still play this song yes. now yes like you hear the song come on at like you know your boozy brunch or whatever like the party's <laughs> getting started like yeah. this is never out of place yep. it's amazing yep it's amazing i agree you know with you I, obviously i was one of the djs and you know yes he was you you it, just to kind of give people like an idea of like how important this record is we we as djs right like we we kind of have to ebb and flow your sets right yeah every once in a while you, you take a risk you play a record and you don't necessarily know how it's going to fall on mm -hmm. on your audience and sometimes you bomb. I mean, if you're right. a, if you're a great DJ and you you're willing to take risks, a lot of DJs are really safe and they just fucking play the same five songs, and that annoys me. Yeah. But when you play a risky song, you always cue up a song that is gonna save yeah. your life. And mm -hmm. I just want to love you is <laughs> one of those songs that is gonna save your life. If you play something yeah. the first thirty seconds, nobody's feeling it. If you drop, I just want to love you. You back on course, yo. The ladies love this record. The dudes love anything. The ladies love this. This record is is one of those bread and butter. DJs. DJ records. Mm, yeah. And just shout out to everybody uh, first year who used to shake. Um, <laughs> look, look, because I was from Virginia, right? But right. all the, you know, all the other the cats were from uh, from New York. So like, so Imhotep, Hustle, and Divine. Divine is actually the one who taught me how to shake. Shout out to um, Divine, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. The um, only other thing I want to say about this is, um, as I said earlier, this song was Emilio Sparks' song. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there was a version that was actually had the Rick James song that he's that he's interpolating. Uh, give me the funk that sweet that nasty that good. That's uh, "Give It to Me" by Rick James. Emilio had a song where they had sampled that and they recorded the whole thing. And then for whatever reason, they're working on this song, and Jay Z hears Emilio playing around doing the you know doing his hook, and he's like, "That's it." do that on this this joint right and so uh you know shout out to emilio sparks one for you know a great hook and two for like you know the humility of allowing this huge artist to take your song and make it into the fucking biggest song ever and nobody even you, knows you're on the song do you think his career trajectory might have been improved had he kept the song i don't think so it's okay. similar to how Ja Rule says, you know um what was the 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 big jay-z song off rush hour um can I get a oh, yeah, was was a Ja Rule song and Ja Rule's like, well, I don't know if I would have given it to Jay-Z. If you had not given it to Jay-Z, Ja Rule, we might not know who you are. Yeah, that's fair. So that's I, fair. you know, I I don't think that necessarily. I hope though that Emilio Sparks is getting is getting royalties because because I, I I'm I should have at least paid his light bill for for uh, for a month with the amount <laughs> that I personally played this record. He should be getting royalties off this shit. So I hope he is. The only other thing I want to say is that look, I have been on this podcast ad nauseum talking about just how much. Pharrell can't sing for shit. Yes. He really can't. And mm -hmm. it's particularly at this time, he's really, really bad. But like, it does work on this record. Mm -hmm. For sure. It, more so than the other ones, like Shake It Fast and just whatever other records he was on sounding awful. Um, this one is tolerable. And maybe it's just because time has, like this, this song has aged so well that I just accepted that like Pharrell is on it. Either mm -hmm. way, he's fine on this. So yeah, yeah just got to highlight that. Yeah, um, for sure. Next, next highlight for you. Next highlight. This can't be life, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is we have our first appearance of uh, Kanye West on here. Yes. Um, one of his early he, productions. Yes, one of his early productions. And uh, for me, I mean, look, you know, uh, Jay Z's on here. He's strong. Beanie Siegel's on here. He's strong. But I mean, Scarface. You know what I mean? Like I, I Scarface to me, he shines on this record. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I, I, everybody shines on this record to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, they do. I, you, you know, I, I really don't have much bad things that I can say about this record, if 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 there are any. Um, I really, really love this sample, the "I Miss You" sample. Yeah, ah, yeah. That's, that's, Look, I love it. 
Look, for anyone who tunes into our DJ sets when whenever we post them to uh to this uh to our SoundCloud, mm-hmm. um, I recently did a, a DJ set, and the opening song is from this producer called uh, I think his name is Empty Bird or something like that. Okay. Some random track I, f- I found on Spotify, but anyway, I found mm-hmm. the song. He samples this "I Miss You" as well, and it's okay. a it's a really really dope track. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the only other thing is, I'll say a sample. the only other thing I'll say about that sample is apparently the original version of "I'll Be Missing You" by Puff had that sample. The "I, I Miss You." Uh, Harold Melvin mm-hmm. in the Blue Notes, and apparently they remade it with the, with the Sting sample. So, mm, yeah, I don't Ra- like that song. Random like, hip hop so. trivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else about uh, this can't be life? Nah, it is a really good song. It's a great song. Yo, look, when Scarface collabs with New York artists, it you know I remember he got mm-hmm. some flack when he went to Def Jam South, and not necessarily that he got flack, but I think a lot of people that I know who are Scarface fans. Mm-hmm were saying that like you know they, they didn't really like it um they didn't like scarface going to def jam and having the kind of new york flavor and mm-hmm. i understand that um mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the fix later because mm-hmm. i think that comes out in 2002 that sounds right no 2001 yeah. whenever that comes out we'll talk about that but um either mm-hmm. way whenever scarface collabs with new york artists it's yes. always a hit i mean gangstar yep, yep. nas jay-z whoever else he's just mm-hmm. He's just dope. He's he's his his voice has a, an almost bluesy soul to it. Yes. Um, and yeah. I feel like over soul re- records, his his he's just perfect. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, great song. Um, so <laughs> this this is a, a retrospective highlight for me. But get your mind right. Interesting. I, th- I okay. think this record aged really well. When it first came out, mm-hmm. I hated this. Okay. Song. I hated it because, you know, if, if it was a Jamaican record, we, they would have called it slackness. It ain't about shit. Um, you know, I don't like the subject matter. And I think Snoop's appearance is god awful. Even still now, I think Snoop's verse is terrible. Okay. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I want Snoop on this album, but I don't want him on this record. Yes. I don't like Snoop on this record. So. Agreed. I think yeah. I think if you would were to take Snoop off of this record, I really like the Jay and, and, and Bleak, you know, um, tandem here. I mm-hmm. really, really like Bleak on this. And I think, you know, it's funny. We we talked about how when they were putting together kind of how they were going to position Rockefeller, Dame Dash wanted to make Bleak into this ladies' man, LL Cool J type of a persona. Mm, I don't, I don't and you were like, I don't see it. Um, I think, you know, in terms of their real life personas, Bleak was the one that got all the girls when they were on tour. So it makes sense. But I think this song is like where you get like, Yo, Bleak's probably actually talked to a woman before in his life, which I don't always, <laughs> I don't always believe a lot of these artists when they have their songs that, where they're talking to women. But I really believe Bleak on this joint. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. And I don't Rick have Rock, much Rick else, Rock with a great beat. I don't have much else to add to this song. Um, it's not a highlight for me. It gotcha. is staying on the record, but yes, yeah. it's not a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, Next is one of my highlight of highlights. You, you me, me, him, him and, her. and her. Oh, Bink. Bink on the beat. This is so, this is so, Bink. so dope. Yeah. I love I love Bink and I and I really really love what Bink did on this beat. Um, mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about this record is when this album was out, I didn't even notice it. I was really? like, I, I was like, yeah, it's cool, interesting. I, I definitely I went, noticed this track. Yeah, and then I went back and was like, oh my god, this shit is amazing. So did did you want to uh, you want to elaborate on on the record? The- well, the only thing I have to say is that I'm surprised that you didn't notice this track because I noticed it right away. And this mm-hmm. is one of the ones that if you have friends from New York, you have to notice this track. I mean, like, mm-hmm. look, I heard this song on repeat often my first mm-hmm. year, hanging yeah. around with all my New York friends. Yeah. Um, this is, I feel like this is like, a, I don't know, it's a staple song. Like you say, it's a yeah. highlight of highlights. It's not my favorite song on the album, Me but you're either, right. But it is a highlight of the highlights. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to say the story supposedly behind this record is... Um, Bink had been working with Missy And so um, Missy had an artist called Mocha You remember uh, she was a female rapper yeah. mm-hmm. And so She had a song on You, Me, Him and Her And so apparently what happened Was um, Young Guru Was kind of newly in the mix of the camp And Young Guru and Hop Went downstairs in the studio To hear what Mocha that What they had been working on for Mocha And they mm-hmm. heard this track and was like No, this is a Jay-Z song <laughs> 
<laughs> so Mocha kindly allowed them to, you know, remove her vocals and allow Jay-Z to record to this. So shout out to Mocha, because thank you for giving us one of the greatest uh, records on look here. Look at all these, look at all these selfless sacrifices to service Jay-Z to an album that I don't even think he gave a damn about. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of like stories like that about Jay-Z albums. Look, look, uh, look. When you get to that level, you yeah. get to make boss decisions. You Call get to make executive boss shots. Moves. Exactly. Call executive shots. So the only other things I'll say about this record is supposedly Malik Sealy, the NBA player, mm. uh, was a co-owner of Baseline Studios and was in the room when Jay-Z recorded You, Me, Him, and Her. And the, the last thing that I'll say about this is the only thing that I think is not perfect about this and that I would change is I wish that the version that is performed on Fade to Black is the version on the album where they say, a million gone. And then we don't have to hear a million's <laughs> wow, verse on that's there. Tough. She's not bad but, on here. <laughs> she has a dope line. Uh, yeah. On my way through the tunnel like Lady Die is fire. I wonder who wrote it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I I don't mind her on this performance because I mean she, everybody else fine. is is cool so she's fine it's but just, I, I just, know, just I fine. just love when they say seagull seagull y'all a million gone <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time it, I don't know my immature joy just I, I I just really enjoy that so what's your next highlight my next highlight is uh, actually guilty until proven innocent wow okay yeah and it's funny because I've I've read like reviews where people are like. Yo, that whistle fucking annoys me. Um, I think this is one of the few records, and we talked about it on volume one. I feel like Jay-Z Jay has these songs that he thinks are sexy and they're just not. Yeah. And I think he really tried to capture that kind of like disco energy. But I think it works here. And um, and I think I, obviously, you know, R. Kelly, you know how we feel about R. Kelly. We do. Um, R. Kelly is absolutely muted. Mm -hmm. Um. The only thing I would change about this record personally, shout out to Rock Wilder, is I would make R. Kelly actually innocent. <laughs> if okay. R. Kelly was actually not guilty, then Jigga Kelly not guilty would work and I would love this song and I would have nothing to change about it personally. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. It's not a highlight um, for you? No, it's not a highlight for me, but I do like the beat. I'd make changes to this yeah. song. Okay. Um, but I, I keep it on the album. Yeah. So. All right. Next, cool. uh, next highlight. My next highlight is to me the the peak of the album, um, and that's one nine hundred hustler. Interesting. Okay. No love yeah. for parking lot pimping. It's fine. It's kind of okay. a mid light for me personally. Uh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, one nine hundred hustler. Yeah. One nine hundred hustler is amazing. It's great. I love it. Bink I, again I, doing amazing bink things. Bink doing bink things. Yeah. Um, I love the concept. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently there was a there was an old like soul record called one nine hundred crook or something like that okay and um and that's where they took the concept uh of of what they were going to make the record about mm -hmm. um the only other thing to mention about this record is that um beans was supposed to have the the last verse and um and freeway was not signed to the rock at the time but beans was kind of trying to present him as yo y'all should sign my man and so he basically was like, do you mind if my man's gets my my slot on the song? And Look so at all that's of where this we get teamwork, the, man. Right. And so that's where we get the freeway verse. And I think the freeway verse is perfect. I think it works. Yeah. yeah I, I, look, Bean, Beans has enough features on this album and mm -hmm. they're they're all good. Yep. Um, I like him just doing like the kind of. I don't even operator call it just like yeah yeah i like yeah. it yeah i think it makes sense it's perfect and my favorite yeah. shit is <laughs> what you think this is the fucking get indicted hotline <laughs> watch your mouth uh the other funny random thing about this joint is that um is that i think the young guns had just gotten signed so we get we get young chris as one of the callers but mm -hmm. the um murder death kill homicide is bink that's bink's voice Oh really? Okay. Yeah, so he plays that. the 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 dude who's blowing up the the line, making it super hot. Uh, but man, I love this song. It's so good. Look, Fink does not get enough credit for just how influential he is as yes. a producer. Yes. I mean, because look, right? Um, who does you don't know? That's just Blaze, right? Uh huh. But like a lot of people credit, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, this was like a RZA inspired beat. But to be yeah. honest, it's a Bink inspired beat. Yeah. And maybe Bink is inspired by RZA. That's fine. But like. Yeah, this yeah. this yeah, this song is amazing. It is. Um, this beat is amazing, and yes. yeah, it's really really good. Yeah. Uh, Soon you'll understand is my next highlight. Got to be a okay. highlight. 
Um, yeah, we have we have Jay Z being vulnerable again. Yes, and 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 doing it well. Um, yeah. I personally think that the third verse is much better than the first two, okay. and I think that Jay, you know, I think that Jay needs to learn how to be more succinct. Like, don't give me yeah. two verses about your random chick who shouldn't have liked you, but then she liked you, and then only give me one verse about how your mom fucking bailed you out of jail and you were a failure to your mother. Like. I, it's it's interesting. I think you make a good point, particularly mm -hmm. about the third verse and why it works the best. Mm -hmm. I think my issue with the first two mm -hmm. is that while he is being vulnerable, and I and I do think this is a good song, and I wouldn't change it. Mm -hmm. But like when people talk about, um, I don't know if toxic masculinity is the word. <laughs> it's a word I don't particularly like because pretty much what. I know that women who who use this term, I mm -hmm. I know that they mean well, but oftentimes it's pretty much like anytime a guy does something you don't like, it's toxic. Uh -huh. it, it, sometimes it feels like that way, right? Okay. But this to me actually is toxic, Jay, and the reason why is because this is a dude who pretty much won't take any personal accountability, any kind of personal responsibility. He's just kind of like deflecting a lot of shit right. and be like, oh well, sorry, oh but I still wanted to do this, oh but yeah. sorry, but it's not really my fault. Nah, right. fucking grow up and, 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 exactly. and you know, um, handle yourself with some maturity, handle yourself with some class and actually take responsible and say like uh -huh. some responsibility and be like, I fucked up here. This and is then, my bad. Like, so he's he's talking about how like he should he she shouldn't like him and all this other shit in the first verse. And he drove right. to school, all stuff. By the second verse, he's like, so now we have a kid and we're and I'm just like, wait, yeah. what the, where did the fucking exactly. kid come from? Like, exactly. what are you? Yeah, you're right. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's yeah. So, but that being said, though, I still like the song. I think yeah. it's an important song. I do. Um, um, I think it's interesting because while I enjoy it, I feel like Alchemist just pulled the points off the board with his version of the same sample. That's fair. I can't even listen to this without then going and pressing stop and pressing play on "Hold You Down" the uh, the Alchemist and Prodigy record. I got you. Um, last one, obviously. Where have you been? Okay, definitely a highlight. Do you, uh, you want to speak on that one? What I like about this again, or what I find interesting about this again, is mm -hmm. the same thing I said for "Soon You'll Understand." Although mm -hmm. this time we have it with Beans, right? Because I think right. that this is a song talking about where have you been. Obviously, talking about their fathers, right? Right. And right. I think that Jay kind of handles this as like, well, look, you weren't around, and look what I did despite you not being here. Right. My mom's driving all this, that, and the other. Right, like, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what he's addressing. Mm -hmm. But Beans is like, look, it's your fault that I fucked up, which I get, <laughs> I get, right? I get, because fathers play a very important role. Right. Mothers play a important, very important role. Your parents help mold you and help shape you, right? They yep. are responsible for you, I get that. But like, he pretty much is, again, not taking any personal responsibility for any of the decisions that he makes. And maybe maybe that's not fair for me because he he says his dad gave him drugs to sell. So maybe right. it is his father's fault. But I'm like, I mean, you still got to take some ownership of that, like some. Yeah. And he's like, like not taking any at all, yeah. at all. And it's kind of like, all right, whatever. We still I have think, some more growth to do, but I it is what it is. I think that's fair. It might reflect some, 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 some room for growth, but I think that's, yeah. that's really where he was in life. And I think, yeah, you know, fair. I mean, he's, he's basically crying in the last verse, right? Like, so yeah. I think like it, it's, it's, it's very open to kimono, very vulnerable, really just yeah. telling you how, how, tell how he feels about his father. And I, I, I think I, I really appreciate that personally. Look, the only thing I, I think is, Okay. Oh, I was going to say, it's clear to me that both of these gentlemen around this time needed some therapy. And that's yeah, okay. There's no sure. shame in that. But I think they definitely, particularly Beans on this, mm -hmm. and Jay-Z too, they yeah. both need some therapy around this time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I don't like about the song is actually the hook. And when okay. we go to make it a classic, I'll talk about, you know, how to, how to change it. But um, okay. did well, I miss any highlights for you? I guess so, Parking Lot Pimpin'? There's some other songs that I like. Um, okay. Trace is talking. I'm not sure if it's a highlight, but I like it. Mm -hmm. um, did you mention Stick to the Script? I like I that did. track too. It's not. I'm not necessarily sure it's, it's a highlight because right. I don't want to highlight the entire album. But it's <laughs> right. a song that I like. Um, Parking Lot Pippin, I think. Look, One Nine Hundred Hustler is a better song. Yeah. But you know, Parking Lot Pippin is just the concept of the song is so dope, man. Really? Just. Look, parking lot pimping, like my my okay, 
how I've always interpreted this song, and maybe I'm incorrect here, but I, how, how I have always interpreted this song is like, look, you know, you, you go to the spot, um, you know, the, the vibes is in the air, the music is bumping, the club lights out, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, you know, we didn't necessarily put what we want in the club, mm-hmm. but now we outside, everybody's outside. Right. It's much more easy going. The, right. the kind of the tension that you might have in the club, none mm-hmm. of that is there anymore. Right, it's like, yo, right. let's just let's just back them up. Yep. And look, at a time when you're a growing adolescent, <laughs> a growing young man, and you're going to clubs and you're trying to clean up afterwards, like it mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh, now, sure. was I was I all that successful? <laughs> Not all the time in fact not most of the time i might have had a few successes here and there but either way like the sentiment is something that resonates with me yeah so for that i'm like look you know parking lot pippin and i I also really like what they did with so you know i think the story was they recorded they went to la and they recorded five videos in five days or something like that Mm. one of them was parking lot pimping and i like how um they took like you know because cali has a car culture right so like they took like these classic cars and so they're in the parking lot like outside of this club with these ill cars and i mean you know i don't know you you, you're probably familiar with the the time frame man like the niggas who were parking lot pimping and actually had nice cars (laughs) (laughs) were a little more successful than the niggas who like myself and friends who had regular ass cars so you know the idea of like them outside the club with these crazy cars and then the chicks obviously are going to want to walk up like it's definitely you know really dope I, I thought that the visual really also brought the concept together i got you the uh the last highlight that you missed at least for me mm. um squeeze first mm-hmm. i fucking love this track yeah. love this track rick rock on the beat and I, the beat. I don't i don't know if it's just because like my name gets shouted out on this record like anytime i hear outlaw get shouted out on a record like i get hyped but like his but the the, the way he closes it right mm. um he's like yo i was out the door pouch full of raw a outlaw mentality men gotta do men, men things, things for men's, men's salary. salary that shit is fine. bad boy not puff for mike lowry damn big would have been proud right. of me yo i used to i used to spit this shit all the time just because it's an <laughs> outlaw in it in fact when yeah. i was making my little mixtape beat tape thing <laughs> and i'd put my intro together and i did like a bunch of little outlaw snippets right. this is one of the ones that got it because uh, i just i love this track so right yeah, yeah. I, um i personally obviously the uh the, the subject matter doesn't resonate with me i'm i'm not, right. i've never been a, a gun dude i'm that's, that's just not my my background um, and it's so to some degree, I kind of didn't care about what he was talking about. And okay. I don't think he rapped so well that I, that it made me care. Um, yeah, the beat, I really, I really enjoy. Yeah. But this isn't really a song that I highlight personally. Just for oh, that reason. I love the track. I love the track. Yeah. When I went back to go listen to it, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot the song was on this album. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. All right. Yeah. So Lowlights. Low lights. Okay. Um, Snoop's verse on Get Your Mind Right is yeah. fucking horrible. It's mm-hmm. so bad. And um and I mean, you know, we like Snoop. We've mm-hmm. we've talked about multiple Snoop Dogg albums on on this probably this podcast. We uh, are fans. Or at least at least one. At least yeah, at least one and several Snoop appearances. Right. So I mean, you know, we're fans of Snoop Dogg, but Snoop Dogg is horrible on the song. Um DJ Clue's annoying ass vo- voice on Stick to the Script. Is, is fair is annoying like why why i don't need him there why is he there um it's a good question why yeah. was he there <laughs> holla is a low light holla is definitely um, low light and you know I, I i think i think with bleak i i like i like bleak's voice we've talked about it i even like bleak probably more than most people like bleak like i, I do I, you know do but like bleak. but i feel like you have to contextualize bleak you can't allow Bleak to just have free reign to talk about whatever he wants to talk about. Nope. It, it rarely works well. So this chorus is an unfocused chorus. I don't know what the fuck. Holla, if you real and you know you a G. Maybe I'm not real and I'm not a G. Because I, I don't care. I, I don't mm-hmm. care about the hook. And then, you know, I don't need fucking three Bleak verses or however many verses are on here. Like, bro, I don't care. So had they made this a skit? Kind of like my never ever song, right? Like, even though you don't like that song, like, you know, give me like a hook and one bleak verse, and then out. That's fair. I don't need this much bleak. It this song puts me to sleep. So those are my lowlights. That's all I got. What you got? Um, you know, you might have changed my mind on um 
uh, get your mind right, mommy. Because that wasn't mm-hmm. really uh, maybe I don't know. You might have changed my mind on it. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's not a bad song. Maybe I just don't like Snoop on it. So. Right. Right. But the only other low light for me, you mentioned Hala. Mm-hmm. Um, the ROC is not all that great of a song. Yeah, it's cool. that's fair. It's a mellow um, for me too. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's I'm not sure if I'm removing it from the album just yet. Right. We'll, we'll get to that. But that's pretty much it. I mean, you yeah. kind of cover the one things that were with low lights. Obviously, R. Kelly's appearance on here, hearing mm-hmm. it now is definitely a low light. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, yo, this album's kind of dope, man. Yeah, for sure. So, so how would you make it a classic? So, all right, for me, um, I'm not really making any changes okay. until we get to um, until we get to uh, get your mind right, uh, get your mind right, mommy, right? Okay. For me, I'm taking Snoop off and okay. I'm adding Devin the dude. <sighs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Adding, that wasn't what I said, but I like it. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much all I have there. Okay. For guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. I understand the choice for R. Kelly. One is R. Kelly. And at this mm-hmm. time, I mean, R. Right. Kelly is fucking R. Kelly. He's the, right? Yeah, exactly. But fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't have Mute to R. like R. him. Kelly for sure. Fuck that dude. Yeah, exactly. So R. Kelly is getting off of this track. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're either going to get um, bring back Strictly Major for the hook or Static Nate Major. Dog. Static Major, excuse me. Static uh-huh. Major for the hook or Nate Dog. Okay. And... Instead of Snoop being on uh, Get Your Mind Right, Mommy, Uh Snoop is on this track. Ah, Okay. Because he was going through some legal problems as well. I mean, you also could have done Puff, but I mean, like, I don't want to really hear Puff at this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Holla, Bleak is not on this track at all. Okay. And instead, (laughs) instead, even though they're not, um, even though they're not like, I'm not sure if they're even cool with Jay. They're definitely not on his label. Okay. But fuck it. If we can get the locks on here, man, oh, um, wow. this shit would have been dope. So Jay-Z is coming onto it. this track and the locks is, and all and all of them. Yeah. All of them can be on this. Yeah. Sheik, Styles P, definitely Jada. I definitely need right. a, a hot, you know, bomb ass 16 from Jada. Cause I know he can give it deliver on this track. He would kill this. Yes. He, Styles he would, he would, would kill, kill this for his voice. Yeah, Styles would kill it too. Yeah. Styles would kill this too. Um, the only other thing I think I would do mm-hmm. is I think I would remove the ROC. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm getting rid of this track. And if mm-hmm. I know this song was on volume three, but if we could somehow get do it again on this album instead of on volume three <laughs> okay. and just kind of scrap volume three altogether. <laughs> I know it's got some, it's got some good records it's got on, big it, but like, on it. You love that, it. It right? does have, it's got big pimping. It's got so ghetto. It's got a, it's actually got yeah. a, a few other tracks on it. I think come and get me is on that, yep. is on that album. And I love come and get me. Right. Great. But, but do it again is uh-huh. to me is a standout track on volume yeah. three. Yeah. And if, on that if you can get do it again on this album, mm. in fact, if you can go from intro to do it again and then okay. change the game or somehow get that to work, mm. uh, man, I think that this, dare I say, maybe five mic, I don't know, but mm. shoo, shoo. If you can do it, do it again on this album, I would love it. In fact, <laughs> when I went back to go listen to this, mm-hmm. I thought do it again was on here. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. is it on volume three? Ah, disappointed. So <laughs> anyway, that's my only other, that's my only other uh, addition that I would make to this. And, yo, know, to be right. honest, I mean, mm-hmm. yo, this is a really good album, man. Yeah, it is. So, what, uh, what changes you got? Yeah, so I, I I tried to be a little more heavy-handed with mine, okay. but I agree with yeah. you, right? Like, this is damn near a classic by omission. It um, is. It, I, it, the, the three records that I removed, do I remove three? I removed two records entirely. Uh, the ROC is, yeah. is removed. And I actually removed Squeeze first because I didn't need it from a subject matter perspective. Ooh, I love that track. So, so here's my my kind of classic. So first of all, I want this to actually be a crew album. Jay, I know your ego is telling you that you need to be the guy. I know your label told you that you're gonna sell more records if it's your name and not yeah. Rockefeller's name. But I want this to actually be a crew album, and I want Jay to try to make the effort to introduce us to some of the lesser known people in the crew and tell us about okay. the main characters in the crew. So with that in mind, I want this to kind of be like like a La Cosa Nostra type of type of thing, you know, like like a, a maybe like a Fermi, like mafia family type of a deal where like each record kind of tells you a little bit about the crew and what they're about, right? Maybe like Puff Daddy and the family? Yeah, maybe. Um, so, you know, all the songs tell you about the mantra of the crew. For the intro, 
I want a pain pain in the ass to be involved because okay. to me that makes it a Rockefeller thing for real. Okay, um, I reload it. Exactly. I have to hear okay, I reload it, or else it's not a Rockefeller. Joke. Here come so, the pain. <laughs> so it starts there, and then I want the intro to be less talking at the beginning. Yeah. And then I want it to be kind of like a starting lineup. I want Jay to rap exactly how Jay rapped because he mm. was amazing. Um, from there, though, I want to hear, you know, Bleak and Beans. Yeah. Um, it can even be just like four bars like they did on, on that As One song that you didn't really like. But just mm. how, how it's kind of like a starting lineup just to kind of, yo, you know, Bleak, Beans. And even give a mill, you know, two bars. I mean, she's she not good, but, but I, I just introduce her. And so... My idea for this, but she's not. But she's not in the starting lineup, right? You got other. You've got other characters that are going to be <laughs> on the album that don't necessarily yeah. need to be introduced in the intro, right? Maybe that's fair. I, I think Emil at the time was being featured as a featured artist of, of yeah. Rockefeller, though, even though she's not good. She, 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 uh, she doesn't need to be on the intro, though. So, so my thought here is, um, and I, I'm stealing this idea from a group called Western Union that I really loved. It had Superfly in it. Um, and they had, they only had one album, but they had a mixtape. And the mixtape is like a West Coast classic. Ken Dog put me on to a shout out to Ken Dog. But um, the intro to their mixtape is so there's four of them in the group, right? Four of them? Three of them? Three or four. Anyway, in the intro, each of them raps, introducing themselves, but, but they, they're, they're a different person. So, for example, if me and you and Emotep were in a group, right? I would do my verse, but I'm rapping from Outlaw's perspective. So I'm like, mm. yo, what's up? My name's Outlaw. I'm light-skinned. I'm this. I'm <laughs> that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and then you would rap from the perspective, yo, I'm Yinka. I've, I'm this. I'm that. But they're bigging themselves up, but they're bigging the other person up. That's so cool. like, so like, if they had like some sort of concept like that, where like they're introducing themselves, but they do it in a unique way, that would be crazy. I think the the Western Union idea would be dope. Look, look, I think that's a cool concept. Mm -hmm. I cannot see that working for Jay-Z. Jay-Z is yeah, not going to rap as anybody else. No be, one else is going to try to rap like him. <laughs> that's true. Like, so I leave Jay-Z's verse as is and let the rest of the people introduce themselves in that, in that unique way. Okay. Um, but anyway, so that's the intro. Um, change the game, I'm obviously keeping. Um, mm -hmm. I think that I would move it in the order. I don't, I don't okay. want that to be my first song. And the reason is because it does have that West Coast vibe to it. Yeah. And so when, when you introduce your album and the first song has that West Coast vibe, it tells me your whole album is going to be this West Coast sound. That's and so I don't, I don't necessarily want it there in the order. But um, the only thing I would change with this is um, on DJ Clue, what was it, The Professional 2, um, there was a version of this song that had Daz and Corrupt on it. And okay. and it was perfect because I mean they sound perfect on it. It's a West Coast. Beat. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So give me that version of the song just because you know I, I I like that version and I want them to to like tie it in in a way where they're like, yo, you know Rockefeller is this familia and you know like we 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 got connects on the on the West Coast as well. Check it out. We got Daz and Corrupt. They're co-signing us. You know. So like right. that's how I want them to tie this in. Okay. I just want to love you. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stays as is. I, course, I can't I can't mess with that at all. Um, you know, get your mind right. The I, I leave it. The only thing is I dropped Snoop's verse as you did. Mm -hmm. I like your version better, but my idea was Ja Rule is an artist who's making songs in with, with this type of of subject matter and doing it well at the time. So I took Snoop off and I put Ja Rule as the as the the third verse. Ah, uh, but yeah, Ja Rule doesn't go on that beat though. Devin goes on that beat. Yeah, I think Devin would would probably be better. Even better even too short might even go. on I that said beat too better. short initially, but yeah. I was like, I I like his his feel, but I don't know if the way the tempo of that beat really fits too short. All yeah, but Devin, um, Devin, yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, so so Devin is probably the right answer. Um, so like that, and then stick to the script. It's cool. Um. It's not a highlight or a low light. It's just cool. Um, yeah. What I do here is I want to start to litter in other artists that they've already signed to Rockefeller because I want this to actually be a Rockefeller album. So and I put we're getting rid of DJ Clue's intro, right? Yeah. So DJ Clue is scrapped for sure. And yeah. then um, I add Oshino and Sparks on this song. Okay. So uh, they they kind of are the tail end to the other record. 
Um, you, me, him, her is obviously perfect. Um, I said, I, I take the Emilion Gone version. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I like the, this record. Uh, guilty until proven innocent. Perfect. The only thing I would change personally is I would make R. Kelly not guilty. Like, actually be not guilty. Actually don't be a fucking dirtbag. Don't urinate on little girls. Don't just be fucking disgusting so I can't listen to any more of your music. If all of that were to happen, I would love this song. I got you. I wasn't a big fan of this song at the time, though. Even, you oh, yeah. know, here's the thing. Uh, R. Kelly is an artist that I've always respected his music, but like I've never been a fan. Like I've never bought any of his albums. Yeah. Um, and I didn't need to hear him on 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 tracks. Mm. So like him being on this track, like did nothing yeah. for me. That's fair. Even at the time. I think my Chicago ties and uh, um, additionally just who R. Kelly was at the time, like it just yeah. really, really fit. And like I said, they both were going through legal battles at the time. So like it really, really fit like what, what the song was about. I got you. Parking Lot Pimpin'. Song is mm -hmm. fine. I would add Daz here and Snoop. Yeah. So that's where my Snoop okay. feature comes in. All right. Um, And then Holla. I like the beat, but the song is not good. So the song isn't good. I, I want a better hook. And here's where I add the young guns in to give them an opportunity to shine as well. I like my version better. What what was your version? Again? Oh, you locks. had you had the locks. I had the yeah. locks. That's probably better. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one nine hundred hustler is perfect. Not yeah, touching yeah, it. Um, where have you been? The only thing I don't like about this song is the hook. And so, um, what I would do here is I would get Little Mo to sing a layer over the kids. So so the kids are still there. Yeah. But Little Mo's doing ad libs and the whole nine and singing that melody, and it makes the song feel more like a song. Yeah, I actually had this in my notes, and I forgot to say this that I mm -hmm. understand the choice of the hook vocalist. I get it, it particularly mm -hmm. what they're talking about, like mommy. Right. Like I get it. It's from a child's point of view. It mm -hmm. just doesn't sound good. Yeah, it doesn't. They sound could good. just do it better. Right. It Agreed. doesn't even have to be Little Mo or something. It's just just make it better. But yeah, Little Mo is a good. I think is Little Mo well. is a good addition here. I I tried to, and I actually did a little bit of research because I was gonna say Jaguar right, but then I realized that she didn't collaborate with Jay until after Blueprint. So that we're talking oh one oh two. So so this was before that time frame. Little Mo was killing hooks in this time frame, and I need somebody that has that churchy grit. That's gonna that's give good. me like good ad libs to make the, the the like the hook really pop, and so that's okay. why I think she's perfect for it. So are we keeping Streets is talking because we haven't really talked about this song, and I don't think it's that bad. I think it's good enough to at least mention. Um, did I cut it? I you did not cut it. We just neither one of us really spoke about this song. Huh? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't have anything you know that I really said here about it. It's just fine yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got a Just Blaze beat. You yeah. got the reference back to Streets is Watching, which is yeah. a song that we spoke very um, glowingly about when we did our yeah. Making a Classic for Volume 1. But and, um, yeah, and maybe like that, And maybe that's what takes some of the wind out of its sails. Um, is that... You think it takes... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. One, the Streets is Watching is so amazing that yeah. that's, that's a tough record to follow. And two, it it's sandwiched between I Just Want to Love You and This Can't Be Life. So it's like, uh, it's if it wasn't sequenced in that way, maybe I would care about this song more, but I just don't. That's fair. I think he's good on this track, though. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. Siegel on there too. He's great. Yeah, he is good. Um, um yeah. So but... go. Uh, continuing on, I've got. Oh, you, you got more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, where have you been? Like I said, I changed that. Soon you'll understand. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want them to give me hold you down. <laughs> like give okay. me the alchemist version of this beat and i want them to do a rockefeller version of hold you down so like i want them to rap the way dipset and all them do where they where they incorporate the 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 ad lib in the beat and into what they're saying i want to hold you down rockefeller version i um, think that's fine actually because i'll tell you what I like this song, soon you'll understand, but I actually forgot it was on the album. And I was listening, yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot all about this song. I forgot right. it existed. So that's that. And then um, I have a, a few additions here. You're so right. in 2000, Jay kind of tried to do the executive thing. So he, he also tried to do some things for, for his other artists that we see here. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> With the exception of Beanie Siegel. So yeah. in 2000, he puts out For The Fam with a mill. This is the record where Jay says, um, plus I'm having a kid now. So blah, blah, blah. Because remember, he had impregnated Shorty. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. but yeah, For The Fam is incredible. And I'm sorry. We, I don't can we, care. Can we get, can we take Emil off the record? Because she's 
god awful on this record. She's whack. I, 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 I don't mind. She's horrible. Yeah, I think this yeah. is a song that I realized I was like, oh, she sucks. She's trash. I think it was this song. <laughs> but th but this song is great. So I take that is, song yeah. and I put it on this album. If you want, we can All drop right. a mil off it because I don't care. Um, yes, please. <laughs> but yeah, this song is great. So that I, I add that. And then um, Is That Your Chick with the Lost Verses? That came out in okay. September of this year. It was on Memphis yeah. Bleak's album. Sorry, Bleak, but fuck you. And, and Twista is on that joint and Twisted Murders. Which, now, hold on. Now, which Memphis Bleak album is it on? Is it on The Nate? Understanding. It's on The Understanding? I think it's on The Understanding. That there's was the one different, in 2000, right? Yeah, there's several different versions of that track. Um, the version that's on the Bleak joint is the one with Twister on it. Where okay. instead of, instead of it's Jay-Z and um, it says, it's Memphis Bleak and um, Trick. So there's another version that's got like three Jay-Z verses and it's got a Memphis Bleak version at the end or something like that. That's the one that I always listen to. That Maybe I actually think was recorded for, for in the volume two sessions. That's actually yeah. a quite old song, but yeah. No, it was recorded in the volume three sessions, right? Was it volume three? I think so. It's yeah. a Timbaland track, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good point. Timbaland is not on this album and neither is Premiere. How do you feel right. about that? Well, actually that, so that <laughs> I've, I've got some some more okay <laughs> so right. um actually i did want to add a primo uh beat to this okay. uh, project so I, I wanted to add for the fam is that your chick and then a primo beat the the song with the primo beat i'd like to you know kill whatever beef happened between sauce money and jay-z and make okay. it a jay-z sauce money and Siegel record with uh with the primo beat Yo, this album that you're making is going to be long as hell, dude. It's going to be a clocking in at least 75, maybe even 80 minutes. It's 15 songs. Well, so what did you remove? You removed uh, ROC what, and you removed Squeeze first. Oh, yeah, I removed right. Squeeze oh. first, ROC. And uh, I think oh. I removed Stick to the Script as well. So I've got, I've, got, okay. I've got intro, change the game, I just want to love you, get your mind right, stick to the script, you, me, him, and her, guilty until proven innocent. Parking lot pimping, my new version of Holla, one nine hundred hustler. Where have you been? Soon you'll understand. Photo fam, is that your chick? And the primo beat. You also have this can't be life. Oh. You didn't mention that, but yeah, you also okay. have that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I maybe like, maybe it's sixteen. But yeah. I like I like some of my additions. I really like some of yours. I like I think that look if I'm going to take do it again and put it on this album it is mm -hmm. is more than fair it's, it makes more <laughs> sense for you to include the songs that you wanted to include especially yeah. for the fam because yeah I'm, that yeah, and i'm doing no the death row way of doing things right like we're just gonna make the best album that we can and sorry emil yeah. your album's not the priority and sorry bleak yeah. yours isn't either so this yeah. is the priority okay i like yeah. it i like it but i think one of the things that we both agree upon is that this is a really really good album by it itself album. without yeah. our additions yeah. And I think that's surprising because I think that the, it just wasn't supposed to be. But I will say this, though. <laughs> I will say that this album, even growing with it, right? Like mm -hmm. even from the time it was released until the time afterwards and everyone loves Blueprint and, and um, Jay-Z Unplugged and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like people would always go back and be like, you know, that that Dynasty Rock La Familia is just kind of hot, yo. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I do think it did get praised. But I don't I think that it was almost like um, like a nervousness that people had. Mm. Almost like they weren't allowed to say that this album was as good as it was Maybe. because it's not supposed to be that good. Maybe, but it is that good though. Yeah, I think it's that. Like, like I said, the two the two factors of the asterisk of it not really being yeah. a Jay Z album, like a Jay Z album that's not really a Jay Z album. And I, I really honestly think that the the West Coast influenced records on here are part of what makes people have this knee jerk like that's not Whatever. really They're a so good, good album thing. All right, so Dynasty Rock La Familia versus Volume Three. This is definitely a better album, yes. but if you would have asked me at the time, I, I, it probably would have been a difficult decision for me. All right, so right now though. Right now this is- 20 year, 20, all right. Yeah. Uh, Dynasty, Rock La Familia, or Jay-Z Volume 2? Because look, we gave a tribute to that Jay-Z Volume 2 album, yeah. and deservedly so because it was so big. Highest selling record to date. It's got um, Hard Knock Life. It's got a bunch of other good songs on it. Yeah. But it's got, man, I, yeah. between the two, yeah. I would much rather listen to this. I think, I think Jay-Z might have been a better rapper on volume three. But just like on volume the, three, the collection really? of songs here is probably better than both of those. Okay. I got you. Man, right. but the, 
the 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 his bars on the intro, his bars on "Come and Get Me," like yo, he uh, come, come and get hot. me is come and get me is serious. It's hot. Come and, come and get me is a problem, right? Yes, I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is fifty cents? Fifty cents. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was come, rapping come his ass off on volume three. Uh, I got <laughs> anyway. you. All right. Well, I think that should wrap it up for our make it a classic for Jay Z's the Dynasty Rock La Familia. Yeah, yeah. Um, slash a twenty year tribute, kind of, just yeah. because we both really like this album. It is. Really um, good. but yeah. So if you guys haven't listened to this in a while, go back and check it out. Although I find that hard to imagine. I feel like this is one that the people, especially of our ilk, we've gone uh-huh. back to revisit quite Maybe. a bit. So yeah. If you haven't checked it out in a while, definitely go back and check it out. It's a great album. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think that should uh, pretty much wrap it up, though. Peace. Peace. Cause most niggas don't know a brick from a bite They keep buying hard white And if you're free tomorrow night We can meet and discuss price FYI, I've never been robbed in my life Oh, you find a chick shit You hold up in a crib and Let her introduce you round town like a man Shake hands, make friends like it's all innocent Then, before they look up You selling the town cook-up Oh, gorilla pimp, come up on that killer shit Take a nigga brick, smack him Then you sell it back to them Still yeah, in yeah, Brooklyn? I think I'm gonna go with that one Make y'all a check for $800, Jigger Man, holla. One nine hundred hustle, sequel, holla at your boy. What's up, C? It's Chris out the Young Guns, dog. What up? I'm ready to smash these niggas in the rap game, but niggas taking too long with that advanced money and shit. Yeah. Talking about chill, chill.